Welcome to Burlington Humane, the podcast of the Burlington Humane Society, Ontario's premier no-kill shelter. Bye, society. Bye, society. Burlington Humane is my society. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Burlington Humane, the podcast of the Burlington Humane Society. My name is Doug, and I'm coming to you from beautiful Burlington, Ontario, Canada. On this episode of Burlington Humane, we'll talk with Dr. Terry Hayward of Think Chiropractic and Wellness Centre about your pet's bone and joint health. We will learn about Canadian Prime Minister's and the important roles that pets played in their lives. And we learn all about Burlington Humane's news and events. So stay with us for this and much more on Burlington Humane. are forced to conform to our lifestyles and sometimes their health suffers as a result, specifically the health of their bones and joints. I, I visited with Dr. Terry Hayward, Certified Animal Chiropractor from Think Chiropractic and Wellness Centre, about what we need to look out for to ensure optimal bone and joint health in our pets. I'm here with Dr. Terry Hayward of Think Chiropractic and Wellness in Burlington, Ontario. Welcome, Dr. Terry, to Burlington Humane. Thank you so much. So nice to be here. And you're an animal chiropractor? Correct, yes. Now, why would we add a chiropractor to our animal healthcare team? So, Doug, have you ever thought about how our animals have a different lifestyle than nature intended them to have? What do you mean by that? Different lifestyle? Well, some factors that could potentially affect our animal's spinal health would be, for example, our backyards. They're smaller, they're, they're more confined than, than in the past, which doesn't allow our animals to get that adequate exercise that stretches the muscles of the abdomen and, and the back, for example. That's a good point because most of us have smaller backyards, mm-hmm. if we have a backyard at all, and then people who live in apartments you know, they have a small little dog and they think, oh, yes, yeah, just that having the dog run around the apartment was exercise enough. Mm-hmm. That's certainly not what nature intended, is it? Exactly. Another example would be car rides. Animals are coming with us now more and more in the car. So simple stops and starts in the car could lead to problems potentially with their spine and their nervous system. And then with, with car rides, is there any concern with dogs uh, allowing to run loose in the car or if they're confined with a safety harness or something like that? Is there any concern with that? So that would be something that you would talk to your vet specifically about. Mm. Uh, but in terms of from a biomechanical perspective, a chiropractic perspective, the more they're able to be contained and kept safe without any jarring and starts and stops, in the car the better if you think about it with us as humans if we were rear-ended or something like that there's a potential for whiplash and that's what we're trying to prevent in in Mm -hmm. the animals yeah Mm -hmm. and i know with the when i was growing up we used to drive the dog to the off-leash park Mm -hmm. because it wasn't nearby Mm -hmm. and so the the dog 
when we took it to the park, then it got to run around. But other than that, we just kind of walk it around the block. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess the dogs often need more than that to, well, keep, to keep, their, keep them healthy. That's right. That's right, exactly. Depending on the breed and, and of course, following the veterinarian's advice, yeah, a lot of them aren't getting the exercise that they need with our, our schedules as, as human beings as well. And how does that exercise benefit their joint health? Um, what we need to do is keep their, their muscles stretched and strengthened. So they're not getting the exercise that they need and they're lying down more often. Certain areas become weak while other areas become tight, which builds up asymmetry across their spine and their joints, which is where we can run into problems as far as uh, spinal mm -hmm. health and mm -hmm. nervous system function. So do the muscles support the joints and that's why we need to keep them strong and healthy that's right exactly and so if mm -hmm. there's asymmetry as you as you mentioned mm -hmm. you know some muscles are stronger than and some muscles are weaker than that puts imbalance on the joint mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the, so the the body has to compensate somehow that's right exactly yeah ah, mm -hmm. excellent um, something else that I wanted to mention in terms of potentially affecting um, the animal's spinal health is any pulling that they're doing on the leash can cause problems at any location in the spine, not just the, the neck. And we get that a lot with the animals, with the dogs that we have here. You know, oftentimes they come with some behavioral problems or if they're, they're strays or they don't know how to walk on a leash, they've never been taught how to walk on a leash, they pull like you wouldn't believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how does that injure the spine? And just to say, it would be the same thing in terms of the, the force that's being used on, on the leash is just that. It might not be equally distributed. It might be too much for that area of the spine to handle if there's a weakness already in, in mm -hmm. the spine. So it's just a matter of keeping that same principle where everything is balanced, not too much force, that sort of thing. And the fact that the collar is around the neck, does that put, should we be extra cautious about that? I would, as far as that, again, that'd be something to talk to your veterinarian about uh, mm. specifically in terms of specific options. But yeah, I'd, I'd be certainly very mindful of when you're out on a walk and you are, are pulling the lead from, from the collar. Now, oftentimes we'll have a harness that we'll put on the dogs mm -hmm. and the clip for, onto the leash would either be on the back or on the front of the chest. Mm -hmm. Is that a better option? I believe so in that it, it sort of disperses the force a little bit better where it's over a wider area in terms of across the vertebrae rather than just around the neck. Oh, excellent, mm -hmm. good. Also something to consider is even how often their, their toes are, uh, their nails are getting clipped because if their nails are longer, it can also change their gait for sure. If they've got longer nails, do they tend to walk on their tippy toes or they try to walk on their heels more or how does that affect it? So, so normally what happens is the toes are supposed to flex and dig into to the ground. So obviously having mm. a, a longer or shorter nail is gonna affect the mechanics of those joints and not allow them to, to flex as much or cause them to have to flex more depending on the nail being short or long. Mm. 
with that, yeah. So not something that everybody thinks about, I guess. No, not at all. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then also in terms of specifically about the nails, oftentimes part of the examination as an animal chiropractor, we can look at the nails and find out if there's different wear problems, uh, wear patterns. If, if the nails are shorter on one side versus the other, it picks, gives us an oh, idea in terms yeah. of how the joints could be moving asy yeah. asymmetrically. Because I heard with horses, you can look at a horse's hoof mm -hmm. and you can see if there's more wear mm -hmm. on one side of the hoof as opposed to the other. Mm -hmm. And then they'll get proper fitting horseshoes to correct that. Whereas with a dog, yeah, I guess the nails is a, is a telltale sign. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, yeah, would be the clue. And then lastly, in addition, just things to consider would be the dog's posture, weight, and age, as far as other factors that can add that biomechanical stress to their spine and, and their joints. And I guess that's why it's really important to keep your dog at a healthy weight. Mm -hmm. A lot of, I know in, in Canada, there's a big problem with overweight dogs, which automatically, I can assume, would cause stress on their joints. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yep, definitely what we can do as a chiropractor essentially is remove the nervous system interference have the joints function as they're supposed to and it's it's definitely an ideal complement to traditional veterinary care now are there certain breeds that are more that would benefit more from chiropractic care i'm thinking we i, I grew up with a dachshund Mm -hmm. and you know little legs long body Mikey had a sagging back yeah are there certain breeds that are more prone to that well certainly certain breeds we would be looking for different things mechanically and like you said as, as a dash hound we would want to make sure that the core is nice and strong but we would do that in all breeds we would just mm -hmm. it, it would be important in all breeds but certain areas uh, just like in people we would target those specific areas having to do with the breed Okay, mm -hmm. good. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Terry, for joining us here in Burlington Humane. It's really good advice for pet owners to keep their dogs healthy. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Are you sweet on someone? Prepare a path to your heart with treats from Burlington Humane's Valentine Bake Sale. Our Valentine Bake Sale will take place on Sunday, February 9th between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. We will have an array of scrumptious treats that will be perfect for your sweetheart's sweet tooth. There will be delightful delicacies for both people and pets, whoever is near and dear to your heart. If you would like to contribute and bake some tasty treats, we would love to feature your culinary creations. You are welcome to bring them to the shelter on the Saturday before. Show your Valentine how sweet they are by attending our Burlington Humane Valentine Bake Sale, Sunday, February 9th.
Pets play an important part in the lives of Canadian families, and it's just as true with Canadian Prime Ministers. There have been many Prime Ministers who were animal lovers and had ministerial pets. Prime Ministers and their pets. Canadian Prime Ministers have welcomed a number of furry and four-legged companions as unofficial members of their cabinet over the years. So who are the honourable pets that have called 24 Sussex Drive home? William Lyon Mackenzie King, the 10th Prime Minister of Canada, had three Irish Terriers, Pat, Pat and Pat. Yes, you heard it correctly. William Lyon Mackenzie King owned three Irish Terriers, all named Pat, during the time he served as Prime Minister, the last of which outlived him. According to J.D.M. Stewart in his acclaimed historical book, Being Prime Minister, King so loved his first Pat that the dog had final say on hirings. Pat was present for virtually all interviews for staff that the PM conducted at home. From cabinet ministers on down, if Pat showed any indication of wagging his tail and being friendly, it was an indication that you were all right. Pat the First was such a part of the Ottawa political scene that his occasional runaway episodes were duly reported in the Globe and Mail. When he died, King wrote reams of heartfelt remembrances in his journal that were made public in 1978. The Pats were King's constant companions. Other PMs and their dogs would follow. John Diefenbaker had Happy, a name the Yellow Lab was given after 30 others were rejected, and after it briefly had the name Tory. Happy had a fondness for chasing cats. People in Ottawa were frequently treated to the sight of Prime Minister Diefenbaker chasing a dog chasing a cat. Happy was put down after biting all of Diefenbaker, John's second wife, and Happy II was later adopted. He passed away in 1968 after being hit by a car. Lester B. Pearson had a black poodle named Peppy and a West Highland Terrier named Toby. Pierre Elliott Trudeau had two black lab St. John's water dog crosses named Farley and Fiona, both of which were gifted to him by the author Farley Mowat. Joe Clark had a Great Dane named Taffy, while Brian Mulrooney had standard poodles named Oscar and Clover. In his memoirs, Mulrooney recounted an incident in which Oscar painfully met a porcupine, and the Prime Minister and his family undertook the job of spending hours pulling quills from the family dog. Stephen Harper, the 22nd Prime Minister of Canada, had Stanley the Tabby. This grey tabby is one of many cats in the Harper family. While living at the Prime Minister's residence, Stanley spent his days with many feline siblings, including Gypsy, and a number of foster cats and kittens. The Harpers are known for having a passion for feline welfare. Stanley also had the Canadian public to thank for his name, likely a reference to the Stanley Cup. Stanley was the most popular name according to an online poll posted on Stephen Harper's official Facebook page in 2011. The poll received over 11,000 votes from eager voters. Stephen Harper also had another pet, not a dog or a cat, but he adopted Charlie the Chinchilla. While Charlie's uncommon appearance had many Twitter followers wondering what exactly he was, he soon stole the show when he starred in a YouTube video posted by his wife, Laureen. The 54-second video of Charlie enjoying a dust bath has received over 8,000 views to date. Kenzie, the Portuguese water dog, belongs to Justin Trudeau, the current Prime Minister of Canada. Taking a cue from the Obamas, Prime Minister Trudeau and his family welcomed a Portuguese water dog into their family in 2016. 
Kenzie's arrival was so noteworthy that a tweet announcing her arrival received 2,675 likes on Twitter. What can we say? Canadians love their patriotic pets. love to help you celebrate your special day. Your guests will be impressed with a thoughtful, generous donation for all the animals at BHS in place of costly guest favors. Along with the tax receipt, we will create a beautiful certificate that you can display at your reception, letting your guests know that instead of favors, you have generously donated to the Burlington Humane Society, one of Ontario's no-kill animal shelters. Following your big day, send us your favorite wedding photo and we will post it on our Facebook page to share your generosity and help us toast the brides. And now it's time for news and events. Are you sweet on someone? Prepare a path to your heart with treats from Burlington Humane's Valentine Bake Sale. Our Valentine Bake Sale will take place on Sunday, February 9th between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. We will have an array of scrumptious treats that will be perfect for your sweetheart's sweet tooth. There will be delightful delicacies for both people and pets, whoever is near and dear to your heart. If you would like to contribute and bake some tasty treats, we would love to feature your culinary creations. You are welcome to bring them to the shelter on the Saturday before. Show your Valentine how sweet they are by attending our Burlington Humane Valentine Bake Sale, Sunday, February 9th. Are you prepared to help your pet in the event of an accident? What will you do until you can get them to the veterinarians? Burlington Humane is proud to offer Walks and Wags Pet First Aid Course. Walks and Wags Pet First Aid are national leaders in pet first aid and have the longest standing pet first aid course in Canada. It has earned the stamp of approval from Animal Wellness, North America's top animal wellness magazine. This hands-on live practical gives you the skills and confidence to deal with illness and emergencies. The 10-hour course deals with how to prevent injuries, early signs of illness and poisoning, bandaging and splinting techniques, emergency medical conditions, choking, artificial respiration and CPR, and much, much more. Upon su successful completion, you'll receive a certificate valid for three years. Courses are February 23rd and August 9th. Go to our website at www.burlingtonhumane.ca for more information. Pet First Aid February 23rd and August 9th Do you have time on your hands and are looking for ways to volunteer and make a difference? Do you enjoy interacting with cats and kittens and ensure their health and safety? Then Burlington Humane has a place for you. 
we are in need of cat and kitten feed and clean volunteers for our morning feed and clean sessions. Volunteers start at 8 a.m. and help to feed our feline friends and clean and sanitize their cages. You can volunteer for as little as once a week to many mornings a week. This is a very important volunteer position and one where volunteers take great pride in. Fill out our online volunteer application form on our website if you are interested. Our cats and kittens look forward to seeing you. Does your pet have a microchip? Is it up to date on its rabies shots? Join us on Saturday, April 4th for our Burlington Humane Microchip and Rabies Clinic. The microchip and the rabies shot is $25 each. This vaccine is required by law. Both the microchip and the vaccine will be administered by a veterinarian. And it is by appointment only. So call Burlington Humane and book your appointment today, April 4th, for our microchip and rabies clinic. Have Burlington Humane be a part of your wedding by participating in Weddings with Burlington Humane. In lieu of costly favors, consider making a donation to your favorite no-kill shelter. Make your special day that much more special. Weddings with Burlington Humane. We have had a couple of very noteworthy adoptions in the last few months. Our long-term feline resident, Napoleon, was finally adopted on Sunday, November 17th. You will immediately recognize Napoleon as he graces the cover of the Burlington Humane 2020 calendar. He was here for over 586 days and took up residence in the aquarium, our larger cat enclosure behind our reception area, and the only enclosure to have a catio leading outside into the small dog playground. Napoleon loved going outside and teasing the dogs, wanting to play with them. Napoleon was adopted by a family in Kingston who is very active in the animal care field, so we know he will be well looked after, especially since he has had a few health concerns and is not always the most cooperative when given his medication. Our second noteworthy adoption is Zara, our Siberian Husky. Zara came to us in September of last year and was very loving and affectionate. Behind those beautiful blue eyes, she did have some behavioral challenges that required the consultation of a canine behaviorist and a dedicated team of dog walkers who constantly worked with Zara to ensure her success. She was adopted at the beginning of February and our canine behaviorist will also be working with Zara's adoptive family to ensure she fits in well into their home. We still have a number of wonderful animals available for adoption. To find out, you can go to our website at www.burlingtonhumane.ca or patango.com to find out which animals are currently available for adoption find the latest information about events, ways to make a donation, the animals that are up for adoption, and much more, visit our website at burlingtonhumane.ca. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to stay in touch and up to date with Burlington Humane.
can now support Burlington Humane when you make purchases from Amazon. If you head to our website, you will see a link on our homepage and on our wishlist page that will take you directly to Amazon's website. Every time you make a purchase on Amazon by accessing their site through Burlington Humane's link, we receive a small compensation from Amazon. You don't pay any more, but the animals will benefit. So make your Amazon purchases count by going to Amazon through the link on burlingtonhumane.ca. The more you shop, the more you help the animals at Burlington Humane. You can also purchase items from the Amazon website and have them delivered directly to BHS. During checkout, enter our address as the delivery location, 740 Griffith Court, Burlington, Ontario, L7L5R9. Search Amazon wishlist Burlington Humane Society for items that we are in need of. We appreciate all purchases and donations. Thank you from Burlington Humane. Well, that's it for this episode of Burlington Humane, the podcast of the Burlington Humane Society. I want to thank our guest, Dr. Terry Hayward from Think Chiropractic and Wellness Center. Be sure to subscribe to Burlington Humane on iTunes. We are located at 740 Griffith Court in Burlington, Ontario. You can visit our website at www.burlingtonhumane.ca or give us a call at 905-637-7325. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you for joining us. My name is Doug. We'll see you next time on Burlington Humane. Bye-bye. My Society. My society. Burlington Humane is my society.